0: Hey slutty scholars, I am excited to welcome back Manscaped as one of our sponsors this week. Don't let the name fool you, these products work well on all genders and all genitals. Go to manscaped.com now for 20% off and free shipping with the code S&S try out the manscaped performance package 4.0 inside you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver genital deodorant not that you need it you slutty scholar but for that little extra je ne sais quoi. the crop reviver toner plus two free gifts performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag I am personally a big fan of trimmed. I find it better than shaving old school and much cheaper and less painful than waxing. It's so quick and easy and the trimmers have these great light features attached so you can see better while you're trimming. So get creative this fall and start sculpting those pumpkins and skulls into your pubic hair. Get 20% off now and free shipping with the code S N S at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code S A N D S at manscaped.com, M A N S C A P E D, Manscaped.com. Thank you again, Manscaped, for coming back to advertise. And while you're trimming, give yourself a little erotic warm-up and help invite your desire out to play with Dipsy. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S&S. Let yourself get lost in a delicious fantasy where your pleasure is the only priority. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. They also have these wind-down stories for wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes, which is a different kind but equally yummy kind of pleasure. So for listeners of the show, again, Dipsy, who I love, is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S e a stories.com slash s a n d s DipsyStories.com slash s and s now back to the episode thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Welcome back to the first episode of the new season of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And today I am welcoming back Javé DeBay, but this time she is joined by her colleague Emily Blake. Uh, Emily Blake is a kinky writer, script supervisor, crafter, cosplayer, Dungeons and Dragons player, and creator of Welcome to Kinkyville. And Javé DeBay, aka the Millennial Sexpert, is a sex educator, content creator, kinkster, and and co-host of the animated series Welcome to Kinkyville. And today we are going to talk about all things kink, BDSM, and their hopeful new animated series Welcome to Kinkyville. Welcome! Hello. Thank you for saying the title of our project so many times. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, welcome to Kinkyville. Welcome to Kinkyville. So we will, we will like say this at the end, but they are crowdfunding through this, through Kickstarter. There will be a link in the podcast description and all of our social media. You will get to watch a little teaser of what Welcome to Kinkyville is all about. I think it's freaking awesome. That's why you are here. And please go support them. Give them all of your money as much as you can spare. Okay, but let's talk about it. So, what is Welcome to Kinkyville if it's not self-explanatory by the name? <laughs> Welcome to Kinkyville is an animated series about kink education.
1: Uh, it's sort of along the lines of Adam Ruins Everything where uh, we take people who may not be k- be kinking safely or may have some misinformation and we help educate them on the, you know, sort of better best practices so that then they can go back and do it There's no right way or wrong way, but do it in a way that is safer and and more educated. And uh, it's animated. It's funny. It's meant to be high production value and entertaining and not intimidating for new kinksters. That's our
0: goal. And are you getting the stories from like kink horror stories of your own or like from other people? Are you like where are these uh, safer options coming from? Uh, so
1: far, we just have the the pilot written. I've got ideas for other episodes, but mainly it came from seeing... Mostly women, mostly submissives, say the same stuff over and over and again in Kink Spaces, where they would they would be like, Oh, you know, I got a question. So my Dom tells me that I have to do this thing. I don't really like doing it, but he says I have to do it because I'm a sub and he's a Dom and I have to do what he says. And me typing the same girl. Over and over again, you know, that is not how this works. And so it sort of, uh, it sort of came from that from, and just from hearing other, other things that people talk about, other situations that they get into and realizing how many people just watched Fifty Shades or read a book or something and they didn't know where to find this. This information is out there. They just, it's, it's not, it's all over the place. And a lot of the spaces where you find it, like FetLife, are really intimidating if you're new, I mean, I can't going to Fet Life. If you've just watched Fifty Shades and you, someone goes, look, go to Fet Life and you click on Fet Life, you'd be absolutely like, ah, oh, oh, scared.
0: <laughs> um, so and for, then- for folks who maybe haven't listened to the podcast or aren't familiar with this, Fet Life is an online. I guess you could call it dating and community based platform for people who are kinky and BDSM. BDSM. Um, they post events. Um, it's ways for people to connect, but for someone who's never been in this realm before navigated it, it can definitely, even for someone who has been in it, it's, sometimes it's kind of a shit show. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah
0: okay so wait just to back it up a little bit in case folks are tuning in for the first time but even if they're not I'd love to hear how do each of you define kink like when you say like kinky or a show about kink like what does
2: that mean to you for me kinky is literally everything that if you say it in public in the current state of our society people are like what like that's not okay like you They clutch their pearls. Okay, so, like, (laughs) anything related to sex in general. Basically, right? But it's, like, anything that's not, like, the norm of, like, what we're, like, okay, like, well, you can, like, gently talk about this. Like, it's, like, everything that's, like, I'm into something that, like, by standard human definition is not okay, but, like, it's completely okay. So, like, I'm into, like, people, like exposing a lot of bodily fluids on me or like I'm into doing things in a weird way or I'm into being completely restrained that I have no mobility in my body besides like how somebody like puts me like all of those things that like fall under like, are you sure? Like if that's like your the response that like someone (laughs) would give you like to me like that automatically makes it kinky. Like if you come to somebody and they're like and you're like, oh, I'm in. Into- and they're,
0: like, maybe worried for your yeah, safety. Yeah,
2: like, it's <laughs> that's probably um, But so it's, like, all those things that fall under the umbrella of, like, majority of, like, our society being like, that's what? Oh, my God. Like, that whole, like, I'm flabbergasted. I can't believe you just told me that. How dare you? Like, offensive stuff that you're like, it's not offensive. You're not doing it. Like, what are you worried about it for?
0: <laughs> Which is
2: so subjective,
0: obviously. Yeah. Um, Okay, Emily, how would you define I, that's it? That's a pretty good definition. I, I feel
1: like, uh, I feel like if you if you saw it on How to Get Away with Murder and you were like, whoa, I can't <laughs> believe they did that, because <laughs> I feel like that show's pretty sex. There's a lot of sex on that show, but it's also very vanilla sex. Even though they have they have gay sex, they have all kinds. but they don't really ever push that boundary. They're right on the edge of it. So I feel like that's my definition. But I, I've been. <laughs> I've been reading a lot, actually trying to answer that question. I've been reading a lot of books trying to figure out how we came to that definition, and it's been kind of fascinating finding out all this information about like how we decided what was normal and what was not, and how that's constantly evolving, because uh, Conolingus used to be yeah. considered kinky, and now everybody does it.
0: You know? I mean, you would hope everybody does it. Except for DJ Khaled. Yeah. Except for DJ Khaled. And I definitely, like, agree. Obviously, it's so subjective in that, like, you could ask one person what it is, and for them, maybe it's, like, having sex in a different position. Um, and for another person, it's, like, bleed me out until I'm almost dead, and then <laughs> and then hang me from hooks. Like, there's a whole range here of, of what that can look like. Um, I kind of... I guess I define it broadly in that way, but I, I think that people who like participate in kink um, or at least who use those words are a little more like open and touch and maybe a little, I mean, I'm sure there's still sexual shame, but maybe a little less struggling with shame because they're at least giving themselves the opportunity to explore alternative things. But I'm also of the belief that like everyone is kinky and it's a spectrum. And so for me, kink is also just power and energy exchange um and there is not one single sexual or romantic encounter that i can think of that does not have a power dynamic or an energy exchange whether that be a difference in socioeconomic status or race or gender or size or whatever like i think more people are doing kink than they than they think yes (laughs) yes Okay, so why, I mean, you kind of already said it, but, like, why a cartoon?
2: Because uh, you can't yeah, show nothing for real on TV?
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I originally... I, okay, so it's like it's like you can, like, show more. Some way, yeah. <laughs> originally, it was supposed
1: to be live action, and the more I developed it, the more, like, the biggest challenge was how do we show some of these things in live action? And you're also going to have, then you have to bring in, um, you know, an intimacy coordinator. You have to worry about the actors feeling uncomfortable and all of this, and it just sort of became obvious over time that we had more... Not only do we have uh, a a wider range of things we can do in the animated space, because we've got magical realism in it, we've got, you know, you can show nudity a little bit more freely, but also it's a little less intimidating to an audience that might be scared. You know, it doesn't... We wanted. I wanted to be very clear that it's not porn, and every time that we... Have have figured new ways to market this and new ways to talk about it. I'm I'm always telling Gabriel, who's the director producer of this, uh, you know, like just that that feels like porn. If we do that, let's not do that because I want to be very clear. This is not porn. This is educational. So I think animation allows us a little to be a little bit more clear with that. It makes us look fun.
0: Which is so frustrating that we have to be like, it's not porn. It's not porn because everyone like has an adverse reaction to that. I don't want
1: creepers. You know, I don't want people just like slide into my DMs because they think this is, you know, some kind of it's 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 look at these two women. They're going to be fucking and that's not what's going to happen.
0: And I don't know if you can control people being turned on by your show. Like People people get turned on by, weird, like, I don't know, someone might be watching, I don't know, like, what's the most, like, non-sexual show we could think of and be like, whoa, this is so Peppa hot. Pig. So, Peppa Pig. Okay, someone could be watching Peppa Pig and be like, damn, this pig is fucking fat-ass hot. And, like nobody put that out for that intention, but they might have that, but I I know what you mean. And it sucks that it has to be like so explicitly stated, like both in, I don't know the field of creativity, but also for, for creepers who are like trying to push boundaries for sure. Um, I mean, you kind of both already said it, but would love to know from each of you, like, why is this important to you to, to make, to put out there? Like, why do we need this? I think
1: uh, we have a quote floating around on our page right now of Javet just breaking it down. Um, <laughs> I feel like she does it better than I do.
2: Okay, let's hear it, Javay. Um, well, we needed one, like, as you said, like, honestly, I truly also believe that everyone is a little bit kinky. And so if everyone at their core, at their essential soul is just a fraction of kinky, like, shouldn't you understand that part of you in like some way, shape or form? And that's what Welcome to Kinkyville can offer. It offers you a place to, like, understand this part of you that you probably have not delved in deeply because the larger narrative is like, oh, my God, what? You do that? Are You you might be deranged. And so it's necessary for that. But I also think it's important because even if you are just, like, the smallest fraction of kinky, like, like literally, like, you can spank me and, like, that's the furthest I'll ever go in the world of kink, um, you can have like having an understanding of kink is going to impact your relationships like if you have a best friend like you are so not kinky but your best friend is out here being like nope every other day i go to a new dungeon i have somebody new tying me up spanking me flogging me like we got everything going on like you can understand your friend from a place of like actually like accepting them and loving them instead of this place of like judgment of being like are you what do you do and like those repulsive reactions that you give. and so it's important because No matter where you are in life, no matter what you're into, in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, understanding it is going to impact how you interact with everyone you come across. Because I promise you, there is not a single person on this planet that does not know someone that is kinky. I promise you. Even if the only people you talk to in your life are people in your family, I bet you, Nana... She did some stuff, y'all. Nana was in, she was like, send me over this twin bed tonight. I want you to ravish me like the little homely woman I'm not. Y'all, I'm telling you, everyone, everyone, there is at least one person in your life that is kinky and they do stuff and they go out and get their own switches. Not because they were bad growing up, but because they were like, oh, this feels good. Yes, I like a tree branch on my boutique. Everyone. So we all need to be educated because everyone has an interaction with it. And if we're gonna be doing it, we should be doing it safely and well and consensually and fun. Like it should be fun. And to have fun you need to know things. You don't just you don't just decide one day, I'm gonna ride a motorcycle No, it'll be fun. No, you learn first. So learn about kink and then kink will be fun and then you'd be like, oh my god, Emily and Gervais are our saviors. Like screw Jesus, I got Emily and Gervais. <laughs>
0: Okay, I can see why uh, you thought Javay would be really good at kind of breaking that down.
1: But it's true though I, I've had sexual encounters With guys who heard I was kinky And were like Oh an opportunity To try it out And they don't know What they're doing uh. And you're like No you can't just Honey you can't just Just start whacking at my ass You, you don't know What the fuck You You have to learn it, It's not just this thing That you jump into It's great that you recognize You want to do these things But you really do need To educate yourself You definitely don't want to, I've had people just You know go for the throat And it be like No just because I like choking Doesn't mean I want you To choke me You don't know what You're fucking doing
2: truly
0: yeah i mean th- i think that brings me to my next curiosity which is like what are some of the main mistakes that you've seen people make when maybe like navigating kink and BDSM for the first time and this could be in your own relationships and your own hookups people told you um anything that stands out of like mm, we got to
2: make this into an episode <laughs> so first is when it comes to is impact play because everyone thinks you can just slap anywhere on the body and i'm like no okay so for people who don't know what impact is, impact play play? is literally impacting the body whether that be with your own body like using your hand as a form of impact or using other materials such as like canes paddles floggers whips all of those things and the very it varies in the type of impact some are stingy some are more like blunt um but it is like the actual feeling so if like you like if you enjoy being spanked as a kid Um, because you were like, actually, this feels enjoyable. Like, that is impact play. Like, you enjoy the sensation of impact hitting your body. Um, So impact play is the first one, because people just think, oh, I can just go willy-nilly all up on this body and just hit. And I'm like, no, you cannot. And also, if you hit me in the wrong spot and make me hurt, I'm going to punch you. Like, I'm going to come back full fist in the jugular, (laughs) bitch. Don't do it. Because you can do
1: some real damage if you hit people in the wrong place. truly.
0: Yeah. Um, And this isn't to scare people because there's lots of safe ways to do it. If you get a little knowledge and mistakes are still going to be made. But like, yeah, you could really you could really hurt somebody and not not in the way they want to be hurt.
2: Um, My next one is obviously choking because people think you just like go straight in and just like cut off. Cut off airflow and I'm like no there's a correct way to cut off airflow and then there's the hi you may die this way I'm cutting off your airflow like you should not be like trying to imitate like WWE fucking John Cena to do choking and like asphyxiation fight like no baby boo that is not it if you if you learned how to choke people from wrestling and the rock get out of the bedroom get out now that's wrong. It's completely wrong.
0: I would love to see Dwayne Johnson being a guest on Welcome to Kinkyville.
2: Don't give me dreams, baby. Don't give me dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
1: That's that's on our goal list. Thank you for adding another completely attainable goal. You're welcome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay well yeah we want to make these smart goals right for people who don't know that it's like small manageable attainable realistic and time managed we have goals that are
1: just ridiculous
0: <laughs> oh. well that's why you're here today so we can give you the money to achieve those no. okay so impact play people just being like let me hit you as hard as i want without any knowledge mm-hmm. of the body let me choke you out without
2: any knowledge of the body and consequences the third was the one, third is one actually understanding consent in the um, in the realm of kink mm-hmm. because i think i think we're kind of getting better maybe just a little bit better at understanding kink and like a let's have sex no mm, i think that but i think it gets a lot more nuanced once you bring in kink like it has a lot more to it that people are kind of just like it's a yes or no like I can, like, no, there's, like, hard limits or soft limits. There's, like, maybe we'll keep it in the middle column and, like, we can get to it eventually. Like, let's just continue to learn and talk about it. Like, the consent aspect of it is um, really missed by a lot of people. It's kind of just, like, what are you talking about? I asked them, they said yes. And, you know, there's more than just, like, that. You No, it's not just a one-time. Would you like to be beat with a brick? That's not, no, that's that's not that there's so much more in that consent piece that is missing. And I think that is a big one that people need help with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, along those, Emily. What would you add? Yeah, along those same lines of consent, my biggest uh, thing that I preach from the mountaintops is is uh, to talk about fake DOMs and sub frenzy, which a fake DOM is somebody who uh, thinks he's a DOM because he just announced that he is. Or I'm sorry, I keep saying he (laughs) they, uh, because it could be women too. Um, They'll they'll just be like, "I'm a DOM now. You have to do what I say," and they don't do any research and they don't. Understand consent or boundaries, or or the or they make it all about their needs uh, and forget that the sub also has needs and also the sub is here giving you this this uh, this um, power of their own volition. It is not taken from a sub. And on the other end, you get sub frenzy, which is when um, someone has discovered this new thing about themselves that they like to be submissive, and all they want is to find a dom. So they, you become really obsessed with it. You become like, I need this, I need this, I need this, and then you make really bad decisions. A lot of people have, and that's where you get the fake dom and the sub frenzy as this toxic combination, because you'll go on a place like FetLife, which is a very useful tool, but has also got a lot of abusive people on it, and you'll find, and then someone will slide in your DMs and be like, I'm a dom, do what I say, and you're like, oh, I'm a sub, this is a dom, it's finally happening, and it's just someone who, do, who hasn't prepared themselves and hasn't set up boundaries and doesn't recognize red flags, combined with someone who does no research and just wants to abuse people under the guise of BDSM. And the end result is a lot of people have a really awful first experience. And that's one of the one of the things that I want to stop that. I want to make sure that people have the resources to recognize those red flags and to know uh, how to avoid those abusive situations so that BDSM specifically, King generally, but BDSM is a much more a positive experience for people because you read it over and over again. People are like, well, I love kink. My first experience was trash. It happens a lot. And some people never go back to it. They have that experience. It's real bad. And they're traumatized and they're, and they never live out their fantasies.
0: Yeah. And then that sucks for them. Cause they don't get to explore this thing they were interested in, but it also like gives a bad name to kink and BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's so many people practicing consensually, ethically and, and safely. I don't know how you two feel about this, but I've found too that, and I I hate bringing any extra stigma in the kink community. And I find that sometimes it's hard to talk about like systemic issues in the kink community without it being like, well, of course kink is bad and full of like traumatized people and all these like misnomers. Um, But even folks who are educated, um, a lot of folks I know have trouble finding doms that are ethical and kind of in this space of um not just being like a narcissistic abuser and i wonder what y'all think about that and if you've kind of had to navigate that as well
1: well, I went on FetLife to discover, uh, you know, one thing led to another. First, it was like researching Google, then it was Facebook groups and that led me to FetLife. And when I first joined, I am, you know, a female submissive and there were just, a uh, who at the time, heterosexual. And there were just a billion doms in my inbox and most of them were gross. And because I had just come from getting divorced, I was really wary of men in general. And I saw red flags everywhere. <laughs> and they just throw your, throw themselves at you. Um, also unicorn hunting even though it said heterosexual in my profile, lots of unicorn hunters, they don't care. Um, but and
0: for people who don't know what that is, what is unicorn? A unicorn hunting? hunter is
1: is hunters are usually a heterosexual couple looking for a bisexual woman to have a th- have a threesome or some kind of relationship with where they're going to see they're probably going to see that woman as a as a marital tool and not as a human being. Um, not that having threesomes is necessarily wrong, but there's a particular brand of people who will hunt unicorns as the unicorn is a bisexual woman. Yeah.
0: Hey, slutty scholars. I am excited to welcome back Manscaped as one of our sponsors this week. Don't let the name fool you. These products work well on all genders and all genitals. Go to manscaped.com now for 20% off and free shipping with the code S and S try out the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Genital Deodorant, not that you need it, you slutty scholar, but for that little extra je ne sais quoi, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. I am personally a big fan of trimmed. I find it better than shaving old school and much cheaper and less painful than waxing. It's so quick and easy and the trimmers have these great light features attached so you can see better while you're trimming. So get creative this fall and start sculpting those pumpkins and skulls into your pubic hair. Get twenty percent off now and free shipping with the code S and S at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping with the code S A N D S at manscaped.com. M A N S C A P E D manscaped.com. Thank you again, Manscaped, for coming back to advertise. And while you're trimming, give yourself a little erotic warm up and help invite your desire out to play with Dipsy. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s Let yourself get lost in a delicious fantasy where your pleasure is the only priority. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. They also have these wind-down stories for wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes, which is a different kind but equally yummy kind of pleasure. So for listeners of the show, again, Dipsy, who I love, is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S. Dipsy stories.com slash S a N D S Dipsy stories.com slash now back to the episode. Yeah. And I think the main part that you said is like, if you're finding a way to do that and it's consensual and, and everyone's like checking in and respectful, great. But I think the thing that happens is, is hunting where it's like you are an object for us to get to please us and we don't care about your needs no. and your boundaries you are here to provide a service and it's like you can get that hire a sex worker yeah, um, for sure but not just any any bisexual person online right. who is
1: Who's there? But um, uh, then Gabriel messaged me, and Gabriel had this, uh, what I realize now was a copy and pasted, but it was a really good, uh, long, like, missive (laughs) about why, you know, why he was a—you know, he basically— selling himself to me as a dom and saying, I, you know, I'd like to get to know you. What are you into? What are you, and it was very much the doing things the right way. It was an approach that was just like, you know, interested in my needs. And so he was the only person I met with off of FetLife. And then we developed a four year relationship and we're broken up now. But, um, and, but he's still working on this. And Gabriel's
0: there working yes. in the animation. Yes. He, right? is,
1: he is the edit. He is he's a professional trailer editor. So he edited our crowdfund video and uh, he's the, cool. yeah, he's the director and he's producing it with me. And he's been a great partner, despite the fact that it ended mostly because he, I wanted a less of a dom and he wanted to be a more, a little bit less of a daddy dom and more, a bit, a bit more aggressive. And that just wasn't, our needs just went in different directions. But uh, that's how I found my dom. I don't think that works for everyone because Life is full of bad people, but there are some good doms there. And I, you know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups where people meet each other. You know, I, there are certainly, um, apps, you know, okay. Qubit is for, is good for polyamorous people and you can put what you, you know, your
2: needs there. I, I don't know. Jave, what do you got? I think that it is, it's a very varied experience, especially depending on exactly what type of relationship you're looking for. I think for people who go with the traditional, like, view of a dom, like, the aggressive type of dom, like, that way, like, going to something like that life can work out very well if you know how to, like, re- sift through all the bullshit. I think that it looks different if you are looking for different types of doms. Like, in my case, like, I... So I'm a switch, but I am like, I'm also like a bratty sub. And so like, I like somewhat aggressive, but I'm like, you need to be really gentle with me because I'm also a little Pisces a little bitch and I'm a cry, Literally, I will cry at anything. And so for me, like now being married to Anton, like him stepping into that role was like a learning process together. Like we did the work together for him to understand, for me to continue learning. So that way he could understand what how to do this thing and so i think that it's very different depending on what you're looking for because if you straight out the gate like no i want an aggressive dom i want like a 24 7 lifetime dom that's over here like telling me helping me make decisions in life than like going through something like fat life where it's like more so aligned with that larger picture i think that is better but if you because also like I would not, until I learned more, I didn't even think that, like, a soft dom was a thing. Like, I thought that they were all just going to be mean and aggressive and not nice to me and make me cry. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't have to be the case. Um, Also, I learned that by stepping out of, like, that men are the only doms idea and, like, meeting Mm -hmm. women doms. And I was like, oh, but you can, oh, okay, I'll listen to you, mommy. (laughs) So it's like different but understand like i think it works when you like start off with a general idea of like what is it that you're even looking for so i always say like if you really want to find a dom start off by taking like it like the bdsm test start there to actually see what it is you're looking for in a dom because are you looking for like a straight up dom dom are you looking for like a brat tamer dom are you looking for like a rigger type dom because y'all are solely just into role play with each other and you want to be tied up and have somebody dom you in that way what is it like go there and then from there you can branch out and like try and find the dom that you your ideal dom that way but like that like probably ain't gonna be like the end all be all perfect spot for everyone to find their dom it's usually not because as Emily said it's a bunch of fucking bullshit ass fucking people like I'm a dom listen to me and I'm like bitch I will fuck you up like just natural like not even in a kinky state I will fuck you up don't try me (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, I had, I had, this was my favorite. I had one guy come into my, never spoke to him in any threads, never communicated with this guy before, just popped into my DMs with this long essay telling me that I was going to, that he likes his subs to be completely dependent on him. So what I'm going to do, me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my job, move to his town across the country, live in his house, give up all of my financial responsibility and let him make every decision for me. And then in return, he'll take care of me. He'll, he'll make sure I'm protected. He'll do everything for me. And I was like, I don't know you. You have not. <laughs> this was a first this message? This first message. Like we have not communicated at all. And this man is asking me to upro- uproot my entire life and move in with him without any, didn't ask me a single question about what I want. Like it, it just blew my mind. I read that and I was like, holy shit, does this work? Like, why, why would you? That's the start of a Dateline
2: special. Like, that is literally, like, a freaking (laughs) SVU episode. Like, you need to call the authorities because everything you just told me sounds like you want me to do the hard work of you kidnapping me. That's what that was, like. What's your job? <laughs> Move! Come here! Come here now! I can't actually travel across country to kidnap you, but I want you. Let me lock you up in my basement, and no one will know. <laughs> that's what that. That's that.
0: But look, I am sure there there are. I do know there are definitely people out there who are into that kind of arrangement, and probably not something that you agree to in the first no. message. That requires a lot, a lot of trust, a lot of checks and balances, a lot of building rapport. Um, and yeah, I think that's one of the main things that I see people maybe. I guess I would say a mistake in navigating King for the first time is like not getting in touch with community and whether that's through reading or forums or going to events. And of course you're going to maybe have to sift through some things with that. But I think community is such an important check and balance, right? Because if you are in community with folks who are also educated about a lot of these topics, I let's say I got a DM from this guy and I don't know anything about it, and I'm like, well, that sounds great. I don't have to work anymore, and like, I've been wanting a daddy dom, wonderful. And I call up Jave who I know is like millennial sex expert, and I'm like, hey, like, how does this sound to you? And she's like, nope, Dateline episode, SVU. Like, let's talk about it. Um, I have this check and balance, and I think a lot of times people getting into it at first, whether it's because of shame or embarrassment or they don't know anyone or they're afraid to meet people. They're kind of doing it on their own. And so there's nobody to talk to besides maybe the people they're dating to ask questions or be like, does this sound safe? Does this sound good? Like uh, you know, you gotta make your own decisions, but just people to have that safety check and balance Mm -hmm. I think is so key. I'm gonna guess you both have had this experience where
1: uh I'll I'll I work in Hollywood so my job is very uh nobody gives a shit what I do with my spare time. Uh, it's very liberal. One's gonna fire me um, so I'm pretty open I'm all the, I'm not pretty open I'm all the way open so
2: uh, when I'm
1: sometimes there's a lot of downtime at work and because uh, I'm film crew and uh, I'll just sit and talk to people and I've lately been reading a lot of books about kinky sex at work and people ask me what I'm reading and it, one thing leads to another and we end up talking about kink and when we do people will will sort of start out like not sure what to say and then eventually fast forward a couple of hours and they're telling me all the shit they're into and we're having this nice logical <laughs> conversation and they always say the same thing. It's like, oh, it's really nice to be able to talk about this. I just, I've never been able to open up about these things and it's because as a society, we tell people it's not okay to feel these things. It's not okay to want these things. It's definitely not okay to talk about these things and if, if we let people, the tagline for our show is leave your shame at the door. Um, because if it is consensual, it is between humans, um, and it's between adults, then it's okay. You know, in my book, I'm sure someone out there is being like, but what about this? Um, I once said it was okay between consenting adults and someone came into my mentions to tell me what if they want to fuck goats? So human adults. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that but you can maybe play out that fantasy through cartoons
0: <laughs> or through furries. Um, yeah, you know, or, or And for play. people who don't know, for people who don't know, furries are, how would you describe um, a furry? A furry
2: is someone that basically, like, role plays, because I can't think of a better word right now, role plays as an animal. So, like, and it, like, varies in, like, intensity. So some people, like... Full on dress up, like we got the full costume. Um, literally, World of Wonder Productions did a whole documentary about furries, and it's like it's the full on like regalia of being like a fox. Um, and so, you can go all the way to that extreme of like investing the money into like creating the animal skin that you want to be in, or you can go like the more more affordable route honestly and like wearing foxtail anal plugs and things of that nature and fox ears and being a furry that way but it is basically role-playing as an animal to really dive into the animalistic side of your sexuality because we are animals at the root of it and i'm gonna ravage you like i'm other fucking thugs maybe
0: (laughs) yeah i would say for some for some people it's sexual for other people it's not and i would even go as far as to say that like it's not, for some people, it's not just, like, role play or costume play, which could be someone, like, um, demonstrating a part of themselves. But for some people, it is, like, this is a part of who I am and how I, like, express that in a safe way. Um, so, yeah, check out check out furries. Actually, I had a lovely furry, someone from... Um, I think from like Bad Dragon on that podcast a while ago, but the audio quality because of internet issues was so bad that we couldn't have it through. So if you're out there and you're a furry and you want to come on the podcast and talk about <laughs> all those things, hit me up. <laughs> this is Lutz and Scholars at gmail.com. I can't wait um, to do a furry episode because I, there's so there's yes! so much
1: material there that I want to like delve into.
0: Um, I got so distracted thinking about furries. What um, were we even talking about? We're talking
1: community. about shame <laughs> and, and yeah, community. And providing people with a safe place to talk about it, making sure that yeah. people feel okay talking about it, takes the shame out of it. And then that in turn will allow more people, that in turn will allow more people to feel comfortable with themselves. And because like you said, right at the beginning, almost, I think Javay said it, almost, either, both of you probably said it, almost everyone is kinky, you know, that, that, but people don't want to talk about it. They like to pretend they're not, which, which leads to people being unhappy sexually. They're not getting their needs met because they're so afraid of admitting what their needs are. So that's, that's my take on that.
0: I mean, Emily, you shared a little bit, but I'd, I'd love to hear from both of you as much as you're willing to share. And I'll share mine too, of like how y'all got into the world of kink, um, and, yeah, I guess like things that you would have wanted along the way um in taking some of those first steps,
1: yeah, is it my my mom's a narcissist. so I was the golden child. I always say what I was told and uh, I married the man she wanted me to marry. I had the job she wanted me to have. I went to the school she wanted me to go to, and and I was just really unhappy, and it came, it, it made me leaving all of that behind, and then I stopped talking to my parents as well because of the way they handled my divorce. Uh, so I was just suddenly this new person with all these this trauma and all of these new... I also started a new career at the exact same time, so I, I was just all this newness kind of... And losing, losing the voice of the people who'd been controlling me for so long, suddenly allowed to make my own decisions and have, not having to answer to anyone was huge in me going, oh, I can do what I want now. You know what? I'd like to try this weird shit. Um, and so the more I researched, the more I started realizing that this was for me. And then, and then I started getting really passionate about it because I realized how long I had denied myself these experiences. And I I was like, I don't want other, And, and I'm in groups of a lot younger people and I'm constantly like, no, you be you, don't let people define you. And you know, I understand not everybody has the luxury of not having parents. Or uh, <laughs> luxury, you know, it's great. Uh, <laughs> no problems at all. Um, I definitely don't cry. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um,
0: or, but, or having it, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. And just, just to put that out there. Spoiler alert for listeners: if you haven't heard me say this, it is okay to be interested and be drawn to kink and BDSM because of your trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is this stigma that i don't like that people who are into it are all traumatized and that's not true that's unfair that's stigmatizing and yes just like other interests in the world that aren't sexual some people are drawn to it for some of their own negative experiences and it can be a really beautiful place to have corrective experiences where you are in charge and you get to take ownership over your own sexuality and so i just want to put that out there that both are fine doesn't mean that there's that everyone who's kinky has trauma, and if you have had trauma like most everyone has and are attracted to it for some reason, it can be a place to have corrective, empowering experiences when done, yeah, in these safer, ethical ways. Just had to get on my... Uh, whatever thing for a second. 100%. But that's yeah, but
1: that's me. I I,
0: I okay, yeah. anyway. that, that is me. I,
1: I don't have to worry about anyone caring at work. I don't have to worry about family disowning me because that's already happened. Um so for me, just having that freedom was a big deal. And I want I want it to get to where society will give us that freedom. You don't have to have Said goodbye to your parents and work in a really Liberal industry in order to to be free With who you are you don't have to worry about getting fired Because it's totally fine to do these things and so that's Part of the objective here
0: Yeah and then It sounds like your first steps were Join Fet Life. Yep. Research. Go to go to Connect research connect with some Facebook people. groups,
1: Fet Life. And every time I did it, I was I was researching. I was always just like, This is these people are into some weird stuff. I'm just curious I'm just curious. I'm just researching. I'm just learning. I'm just, I'm not into these things. I just I, these people are weird. These <laughs> weird people. And and then I'd get on Fet Life and I'd be like, Oh, these people are weird. Yeah, yeah, I am this I'm weird not, person. No, I'm not. And then it was like, oh shit, yes, I am. That has been every stage of my development. Even lately I discovered I was bisexual. Same thing. I was just like I'm not, oh shit, I am, and I always have
0: been, fuck me, you know? It's just constantly ongoing. Okay, so I guess for listeners, if you are exploring this for the first time, I would say invitation to like, start there is like read a lot of material both educational and fantasy um, before you do anything and even if even if you're listening and you're like no, I'm definitely not kinky just to read it and notice if you have any reactions to it. That could be reactions of disgust that's good information that tells you that you've got some stuff to work through about judgment and shame. It could be reactions of I'm turned on, I'm aroused that's gonna give you some information um, or excitement or interest or curiosity so read. Um, I'll put some books and stuff in the episode description, but like, and just be curious and notice your body and emotional responses to what you're reading. That's, I would say that's a good place to start.
2: Now with the awareness of adulthood, I would say that I got into kink literally like in elementary school because me and my brother found my dad's porn at a very young age. Um, and in that moment, I didn't realize, like, I knew I was like, I like this stuff. Um, but not realizing I thought it was just like, regular porn (laughs) but now i'm like girl you you were enthralled by the not so regular porn like from like the jump glory holes oh yep just yes um and so like that was the early point and then from there like just like grew and grew and grew and i realized i really have like an exhibition kink especially because like your girl was pushing the boundaries of getting arrested i was like no let's have sex right here outside in this field right outside a college party you're like literally everywhere that you could think of that you're not supposed to have sex i tried it i'm like i would like to be caught um and so it started off in my very early youth of being like this excites me i like this and then it just continued to Blossom and bubble, and like when I actually like started learning about it was when I moved to LA after undergrad. Um, and of course, had my experiences with fake doms, um, as a little baby, like sex worker accountant. Um, <laughs> where they were like, Sure, I'll be your sugar daddy, but like, I'm your daddy, I'm your dom. And I'm like, Motherfucker, like, you haven't shown me any money yet, fuck off. Um, but so like, that was where I, I learned, and I was like, All right, people throwing this around way too much for me, like something, something feels off. And so my early years in LA is when I really delved deeper to learn and I was like, Oh yeah, ew, these motherfuckers is wrong. Um, and that's where I learned how to actually kink better. I'm not gonna say correctly because like that varies for people, but like better more safely. Um, and since
0: yeah, I think once people start doing the research and see that there's like names and communities for st- things, then they think back and they're like, oh, right, that's what like, I was doing
2: when I was eight. <laughs> like, that's, and it's like, that's like clear I'm like, going oh, yeah, on my That praise kink is real. Like I I'm I'm okay, girl of course, who ain't got trauma. I'm a only girl middle child, like I was invisible for some years. So like I got some trauma, but I like to be acknowledged now and that praise kink is real. Like, no, I literally told Anton, I was like, I know that you appreciate the things I do, but I need to hear it. I need to verbally hear it always, like even the slightest. Little, oh, I brought you a glass of water. Please say thank you to me. Please tell me I'm. Please tell me I'm amazing. Like right now,
0: that you're yes, the best like, girl. Like, you're I the best good girl it. ever. I will die
2: without it. I am that bitch. And I was like, learning. I was like, oh wow, it's a praise thing. I have a praise thing. Like I, I have it. It is a need. Like if you don't tell me that I did something good. I will die. I will wither away. I will be the most dramatic bitch on the face of the Earth. Literally, I texted. I literally died. I texted die. Gabriel about something um around like posting something about the crowdfund video, and he responded at a girl, and I was like, "I make you proud." I was like, "Calm down." I was, I need it, like for the simplest of things. I'm like it just makes me feel good. And don't you want me to feel good? If I feel good, trust me, you're going to feel good. Cause...
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I could, and I have seen this before. I think some folks who are maybe not in it, but like trying to use kink when it works for them and sometimes a manipulative way, like I think sometimes that could go awry because I've heard people be like, oh, you don't like this thing that I'm doing to you? Well, it's just a kink of mine. <laughs> or like, um, so I think, I mean, I'm all with you on the praise kink because I definitely have that <laughs> too. So rate and review the podcast, please. Only nice things. I also, yeah, only, only nice things. Tell us what good girls we are. But I have heard people use that like in a harmful way of just being like, oh, well, this is my fetish or this is my kink to just um, avoid maybe doing the work or processing something or... uh not being able to handle disappointment for not getting something that they want. So I think like, yes, embrace all the kinks and like, be wary of that. I don't know what you think of that you guys, but that definitely came to my mind. No matter
1: what your kink is, if your partner, if your partner doesn't want to do it, then they don't have to do it. You either find it somewhere else or learn to live without it. Yeah. No, you,
2: it's, you can't, in this situation you can't have your cake and eat it too when it requires others. Like, it does not work that way. You can't make someone do something for you 24-7, even if it is a cake that you feel like you need. Like, I've accepted. Anton is not going to tell me that I'm amazing every time I do something. <laughs> it might hurt, but like, I'm learning to work through it. But you have to understand that they are still an autonomous being. And even if it is something that you love or you want and desire, you cannot make them give that to you. And if you are, maybe reevaluate the relationship you're in because you are not giving to them your act. Nope we need to reevaluate some things because that is not, that's not what you should be wanting your relationship to be built on. If that makes sense. I don't know. That seems jumbled
1: feeling, f- feeling safe to say no also is, is brings partners closer Crucial. together to Like you, you're, I feel much, much when I feel safe with a partner, I'm going to be more likely to, experimental things I'm gonna be more likely to trust them and 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 because I know that if I don't want to do it anymore they won't give me a hard time
0: about it so I think there's a lot of that would be the key red flag main mistake I think is like if you're with someone that you're afraid to renegotiate stuff with or say boundaries like big red flag and maybe that's your own stuff because you're worried about disappointing them or whatever but if it's something about them big red flag but for you too, like if you need to, you gotta get to a place where you can learn to say that stuff too, if that's something you struggle with. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Uh, I was gonna before Emily, before you said that, I was like gonna be like, oh, good job! What a great um, explanation, Javé! Yeah. Like you're such a good
1: educator. <laughs> she is. She's amazing. She's not. And I mean, it's funny because I have been praising you a lot. I didn't She'll realize it was your king, but it's true. I'm, I mean, like I keep at it. I'm so glad to have Javé on board. Seriously. She's been such a good partner in this.
0: Yeah, I got I got into, I mean, I think I was always into it and things have made more sense now. But my first like foray is I hired a professional dom to do lessons and, and classes with and like, you know, do, do your research and like finding a good person, make sure they have references. But I think that's another way too, is to really hire someone and. Um, you know, spend time talking, asking questions, but also trying different stuff. But we do have to start wrapping up. And before we do, I want to make sure that we add one more promo in there for raising money for this awesome, um, experience of welcome to kinkyville, uh, where people can learn so much of what we're talking about today and more. It's also just like fun to watch and entertaining and that like, I want it to exist. So like, please help. (laughs) Um, how can people get in touch, donate, um, join the cause? Uh,
1: well, every, here's something you should know. Every $5,000 we're, we're releasing content. So like, I'm going to go through my toy chest, um, right now this will have aired, this will have happened by the time this airs, but like right now we're trying to get to $15,000 and when we get to $15,000, we could post a video of me caning Gabriel for the first time. He's a dom. He's never been caned and we've just broke up and I was given the opportunity to whack him in the butt with his own cane. Um, and we're going to keep doing things like that when we finally make our goal, which is 54,000 because animation is expensive. Um, when we finally make our goal, I get to do wax play on him and he's never done wax play either and it's awesome he's basically putting his body on the line um because he's never bottomed and we're doing all these bottoming situations he's going to do mummification at some point um so we're going to record all of it and release it when we make some money so please give us money so i can do more torture um (laughs) (laughs) well that that isn't worth it i don't know what it is uh, all consensual um uh, but he hates it though. He's everything I've done to him so far. He's like, this is not my kink. Um, so. as we're talking about consent, it's he like, no, but it's for the money. He said to do it. Um, he, yeah. and we go over the safe word. He's never said it. Um, but, uh, cause we recorded some of these videos already. We're just not gonna release them until we get the money um so uh, anyway all right. Okay. so
0: guess, please donate where do they right. donate welcome
1: to kinkyville.com that's that'll redirect you to our Kickstarter page so welcome to kinkyville.com uh you can find us on all our socials uh Twitter Instagram and Facebook at Kinkyville TV uh yeah that's that's where you can find us that's oh we're also on fat life nice
0: before we finish up, one last discount for you, especially if you feel like your sex life has fallen into the same old dull routine. Break those habits with a fun, sexy box from Like a Kitten. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S&S or enter code S&S at checkout. Like a Kitten has your back when it comes to planning the perfect evening. They take out the guesswork by sending you a theme box with all the erotic essentials that you could want. This month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, a.k.a. Build Your Own Box. You get to choose one item out of each of their six categories, toys, beauty products, lubes, and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. Within each category, you've got eight or more products you can choose from, so you can build an experience that's customized to your specific desires. For example, I chose these soothing, high-on-love lavender and honey bath oil, gold handcuff bracelet, a blue silk teddy, a really cute rose butt plug. I always think rose buds and buttholes look alike, so it's great. Some slipwood lube, because as you know, lube is my best friend. And lastly, a cute card deck uh, called a year of sex, so you can try new things with a partner. But these are just my choices, so build your own box today with Like a Kitten. And again, Like a Kitten is offering you dear listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com/sns or enter code SNS at checkout. likeakitten.com/sns or use code SNS to get 20% off these incredible boxes. likeakitten.com/sns and the link is in the episode description. Javay, it was my pleasure to welcome you back. Emily, it was so nice to meet you and have you. Um, everybody, go check out "Welcome to Kinkyville," um, and I again, I will include all that stuff in the episode description. Thank you all for your continued support of the podcast, and excited to be back for another season of Sluts and Scholars. So please don't forget to um, tell us what a good girl, what good girls we are, and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and yeah, please tell people to listen in. Thank you and talk to you next week.